TCL.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Minnesota sports fans, we want to hear from you. Your comments, questions, thoughts? Tweet us at Score North. Call us at 651 646 8255. This is Ventline on Score North. Right up by Lindgren as he circles. Out to the line for Dumba. Dumba sends it back in. Polino has Lindgren tied up. Greenway fights off a check. Back to Brodina. Shot, he scores! We need 18 players and or 19 players, 18 players and a goalie to, to play great. And we didn't have all 18 players playing at their best today. And uh, uh, when we do that, we, you know, uh, we got good character and they work hard, but uh, things don't always go right if they're not at their best. Welcome into Event Line, on which I thought a half hour ago we were going to talk about Kevin Garnett's number being retired in Boston. A little bit about the Wild. Well, the next hour will be devoted to the Minnesota Wild. If you have not heard, the team has announced three points out of a playoff spot in the Western Conference. Bruce Boudreaux has been relieved of his duties by Bill Guerin. As head coach, that's right, Boudreaux fired as head coach last season of his contract. The fact he's fired is not shocking. The timing is positively shocking, uh, coming a few days after the Jason Zucker trade, uh, according to Michael Russo of The Athletic, and I'm yet to see a press release from the Wild on this, but uh, Russo, who obviously does great work, reports that Dean Evason will be named the interim coach for the remainder of the season for the Wild. Dean, of course, came over to the Wild with um, uh, Paul Fenton, who was hired and then fired from the Nashville Predators. So Boudreaux out after, and you heard the highlights, the Wild loses 4-3 in a shootout. A great hockey game last night, a fun game uh, to the Rangers. Bruce is out as coach, fired. The Wild wraps up a lengthy homestand tomorrow afternoon against San Jose. Dean Evason is the coach. Uh, there is going to be plenty of this on this show today about why the Bruce was fired now. Reckless speculation. Uh, because, again, first-year GM, and in fact, the second first-year GM, because Fenton was too, who didn't inherit Boudreaux, you're not surprised by the coaching change, but the timing? Darn straight. So, Here's the game plan. The phone line for vent line, 651-646-8255. Uh, in, approximate, in a couple of minutes, we're going to get our friend Lou Nanny, obviously a friend of the show, a friend of Judd's Hockey Podcast. We're going to get him on the line uh, to talk about this because I, I want to get his thoughts. I want to get some thoughts from guys like Louie about uh, what might have transpired here. Louie, of course, uh, fired a couple of at least one coach in Lauren Henning late in the season as well. So he's got some experience in how this might have went down, and he'll probably be doing far more than what I'll be doing, which is recklessly speculating. But the number six five one six four six eight two five five. And uh, after we talk to Lou, we'll get to plenty of your phone calls to react to the Bruce Boudreaux firing. In fact, let's get to a phone call right now before we go to Lou. Larry, your thoughts on the uh, wild coaching change, which I got to admit shocked me this morning. I hate it. Go and ahead. Go ahead. If, and if it was done in the interest of making one final push for the playoffs this season, I couldn't possibly hate it anymore. Um, 
I hope it's a blessing in disguise for Bruce. He deserves so much better than the big top circus he had to deal with here. Um, I hope Fenton isn't thrown out there as the scapegoat for all of this because the problems for this franchise existed long before he got here and will continue long after he's gone. All roads lead back to the owner's suite. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, I, I got to admit, I love the Zucker trade on Monday. I absolutely loved. I thought it was fantastic. You got a first-round pick in 2020, almost certainly. You got a prospect defenseman. You got Galchenyuk back. I don't care about that because that, to me, is nothing more than an expiring contract. So the trade that he made, and look, Zucker, as I said on Monday or Tuesday, he might be fantastic in Pittsburgh. In fact, he probably will be. But I love that trade. This one, I need to know more. I need to know more. And as I said, we're going to get back to your phone calls, 651-646-8255. But let's go to our friend Lou Nanny right now. And Louie, I just want to get, and I appreciate your time as always, of course, sir. Want to get your initial reaction to uh, the day after the Wild losing a shootout to the Rangers 4-3, the fact that uh, Boudreaux was relieved of his duties this morning. Well, I'm very surprised about it. I I didn't expect it. I'm down... South, and so I didn't see the game. I did see the goals because I replayed them last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I'm surprised because while they're playing pretty good, they're not too far out of a playoff position. They did get one point, and I don't see anything Boudreaux did last night to cause the game. I, I think that, uh, you know, even though still explain well, he's got to stay in the net a little bit more. He can't be roaming as much as you do. And, and sometimes you get caught up position doing that. But I... Uh, I, I I really don't see the reasoning of it today. I, I, they must have some reason to do it. I, I didn't feel that he'd be signed after this year because the new general manager comes in, and you could expect that he wants to have his own coach, and, and he'll do that. But uh, at this time, you know, just you're, you're putting the interim coach in, who's an assistant coach, Yep, and maybe this is something that we don't know about that we're missing. But uh, I, I'm uh, very surprised. I've got a theory, Lou, and it's the only thing since the news came out um, a little while ago. It's the only theory that I can come up with immediately about why Garen would make the change now. Do you think there's a chance that Garen, with the trade deadline coming up uh, two weeks from uh, last Monday, so February 24th, do you think there's a chance that Billy uh, has gone to Bruce and said, we're looking to move Dumba or we're going to do something? And the Wild, in the Western Conference, three points out of a playoff spot, and Bruce, in the last year of his contract, said, whoa, 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 we're very much in this thing. And, you know, Bill, in his first year with no pressure, trying to build something, that there might be a philosophical uh, divide between head coach and GM. No, not at all. I don't think that. Uh, I, I'd say 90%, 99% chance that didn't happen. Because uh, knowing Bruce, I, I'm sure that he, he knows the German manager has got to do what he's got to do, and, and he's not going to be uh, in a position, especially when he's on a last-year contract. To dispute and say we can't do it, blah blah blah. No, I, I don't think there's anything to that at all. I just and, and I think that I would I would expect Bill would give some reasoning why he did it now when when they get the interview. My I don't know why he wouldn't because you know I, I've fired a number of coaches and I and I go out and I talked about it. What the reason why he did it? So I, I think that uh, he he will come up with a statement why he decided to do it at this time. 
but I, if I was a betting man, I'd bet uh, the house that it wasn't because he had a philosophical difference of trading somebody at the deadline. What's your guess then, Louis? Do you have one? Uh, I, I, um, I don't. I, I can't. This, I, I expected Bruce to be let go later. I would have expected if they went into a losing streak now, he was going to be let go. Mm-hmm. But when they're playing better now and close to a playoff position, that's why I'm caught by surprise. I, I would have thought that they might wait. Uh, you know, if you lose two or three games in a row and look like you sunk far, then I would understand it. And because I still believe, even though he's got even as an interim coach, I don't believe he'll hire him next year. And I see that only because... He's probably coming in when he came into his job. He's probably had ideas already of who he wants to coach, who he wants to be on his staff, et cetera, because that, that's what you do when you're a new general manager. You get guys that you have a familiarity with. You might you know, have a certain belief in their capabilities, and that's what you do. So that's why this surprised me now. I, I know having Evenson coming in, it's not going to be a costly move for the Wild because he's already in the staff. Maybe they'll give him a little increase in salary. I don't expect them to give him a big increase in salary. So right. I don't think it's a money money situation. Things stay in place too, correct? Because you know you play again yeah. tomorrow, so it's not it's not like Dean it's not like Dean takes the job and makes a bunch of changes as far no, as style no. goes. Yeah, no, well, he might. He, you know, it's going to be hard to. It's going to be hard to do a lot of stuff in in uh, a day or two, but it might over the course of a few weeks. Okay. But he certainly could make a change in in, uh, in the lines and and the playing partners on defense, et cetera, because uh, you know those guys all have thoughts when they're coaching, when they're assistant coaches, that uh, they might think other things might work better or they might want to try. So that wouldn't be a surprise. But as far as assistant style. It could change, but it was going to take you some time to implement it to be effective. Lou, the Wild started 1-6, and six, and it looked like this was going to be a terrible hockey team. My observation is that Boudreaux did a fantastic job. Do you agree with that? My observation is they're playing better than I thought they'd play. I, I, uh, I, I have to agree with you. I think that uh, Boudreaux did a good job getting... Uh, this team in contention for a playoff spot where they are now. I I, uh, I have to say that there's some holes there that they know they got to fill. Sure. And that's why it's been one of these seasons. But they've been competitive. They've been entertaining. And I believe that, uh, you know, a fan, when he went to the hockey game, got their money's worth. This team this team makes it tough to play against. One, one of the things I think, about the wild that people don't appreciate is they're not an easy team to play against. They, you know, you might be a little older in some of the teams, you might be a little slower in some of the teams, but they make you battle for ice, they make you fight for goals, and 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 they and they stay in the game. So I'm uh, very happy going to a game, watching a game, and getting entertained because I know I get my money's worth. Louis, last night was fantastic. The Rangers and Wild, that was an absolutely, that was a blast to watch. The skating, everything that you just said was, I thought, great. So, agree completely. Where do you... Yeah, that's why I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm really, I, I'm really got flat-footed today. I, I, I didn't think it would happen today. 
I thought it would happen, but I thought the timing was was different, and and, and that's why. Uh, because I, to me, they're still very competitive for a playoff position. Absolutely, three points and, out. Yes, and, yeah, they are. I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm just surprised that because I I don't know if they're going to play any better after making this trade. I, I hope they do, and and that's what we, you know when we sit here. We want to see him get in, in the playoffs, and that's what we want to see. There, there's not a chance, Lou, that this was done, and I don't believe this, but I'll say it. There's not a chance that this was done to jolt the players, right? I wouldn't think so because okay. I've, I've been, as a player, as a manager, I've been through a lot of coaching changes, and the jolt only lasts for a day or two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two last things, I mean, Louie. You know, yeah. Uh, Bruce, in your mind, coaches wear next because the amount of turnover in the 2019-20 season has been absolutely ridiculous. He's going to get a job if he wants one. He's, what, 63 or so. What's your best guess about a fit for uh, Boudreaux in 2020-21? Well, I, I don't think we know yet because I'm not so certain that the, the coaching changes aren't true. <sighs> the opportunities might increase, and then uh, he'll sit there and depends who offers him and how many offer him. If he does get multiple offers or or one offer, that'll make a difference. And I do think that he, he would be a candidate for some of these jobs because he's had such a, a great track record and as a history of uh, NHL coach. Last thing, do you have an educated guess or a guess about who Billy Guerin's choice will be to be behind the bench next season for the Wild? Well, I think Doug Wade will be on the staff somewhere, either the coach or one of his top assistants, because he's, he's close to Wade. Wade's a good hockey man. He's got a, a lot of experience. Uh, and I do believe that uh, right now he'd be one of the guys that is a top candidate. Thank you, sir. Great stuff. Appreciate the time on uh, short notice, Lou. Appreciate it. Thanks. Nice to talk to you. You too. Take care. Lou Nanny, of course, a uh, longtime friend of this show and uh, always insightful former North Star player, GM, basically the godfather now of Minnesota hockey. And uh, like all of us, absolutely uh, not shocked that Boudreaux was fired this morning in in the sense that you figured that at some point in time, Billy Guerin was going to bring in his own guy, but absolutely flabbergasted that he was fired this morning in the timing. And as we just talked about, the Wild is three points out of a playoff spot. This team started 1-6. and six. They were a complete train wreck. I thought they were going to be awful. And I really think part of the reason why they're not is Boudreaux stabilized things. He's done a great job. Um, I don't know how much influence, and I'm willing to bet there's some, that Bill Guerin has had in moves that have been made. But nonetheless, uh, Boudreaux had done a great job last year of his contract. And don't forget, too, uh, Paul Fenton was actually uh, reportedly actively trying to fire Bruce last season. But at that time, with another year left on the contract, uh, owner Craig Leopold said no. 651-646-8255. I've given you my reaction. You've heard from Louie. 651-646-8255. The vent lines are now open, and he's been holding patiently. Alec, your thoughts on uh, the moves from the wild? All right. So, first of all, um, I, I, I like the moves. I, I am shocked on the timing. I... I did expect him to be fired, but I didn't expect it to come until after the season was over. But, you know, I am pretty disappointed in a lot of the wild, uh, wild fans' reaction right now. A lot, all these people are going, you know, I've seen, you know, all these people on Twitter and Facebook, all the mediums going, you know, oh, my gosh, we're only, 
we're so close to a playoff spot. Oh, my gosh, we've played so well. Oh, my gosh. Wild fans, wake up. Wake up. This is the same stuff that we've been saying for how many years? We are in the worst position to be in in pro sports, just like the Vikings. You're in limbo. You're not worse. You're not bad enough to get a really a true franchise changing changing pick, mm-hmm. and you're not good enough to really contend. And so I love. I am behind Billy Garen 110. percent I am with him all the way, especially if a new GM. As a fan, you've you've got to trust him. He, you've got to trust a new guy and trust where he's going. And so far, it seems that he is interested in going for the future here. So, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I don't care if the Wild lose the rest of the games this year. In fact, that would be best for him, even though I know they're not bad enough to do that. So yep. fans need to understand this. So that, that's my thoughts on it. Thank you, sir. Good call. Good phone call. And, again, it's interesting – Louis shot down my theory because I thought that might be the one thing. I thought that he might have, that Bruce might have blocked at uh, potential upcoming moves before the trade deadline, which is a week from this coming Monday, and that Bruce might have said, but we are close to a playoff spot. How can you trade these guys? And Bill Guerin said, I'm going to trade them. Do you want to be here for it? And that there might have been a disagreement there. Nanny told me he absolutely 99% does not think that happened because if uh, Guerin did approach Bruce about making moves, that Bruce has been around long enough going back to uh, he's coached now for what something like 12 years 13 years that bruce would have said you're the gm make the moves that you have to make so be very interesting if and when it starts to leak out or if we find out what the difference of opinion was between garen and boudreau because the timing of this firing certainly curious Six five one six four six eight two five five. it is the Ventline coffee club i thought we were going to talk about an array of subjects today i thought we might lighten it up but alas there's always something going on in Minnesota sports. The uh, case now, Boudreaux fired as the Wild coach. Dean Evison in. He'll coach his first game uh, with the Wild tomorrow, 4 p.m. face-off against the Sharks. Vice President of the Coffee Club, John in Manhattan. Are you a hockey guy? Hey, Judd. Uh, long-time caller, first-time listener. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not really a hockey guy. Uh, I I watched the, ho- the, hockey, the hockey puck game for like... Maybe two years once I got Parisian Suter. Yep. I tried. Yep. Um, back in the drinking days, I used to, you know, get a couple left-hand milk stouts. Uh, yeah, and, um, I feel you. And, uh, you know, a couple of period got me through the game, and, you know, out goes out goes the booze, out goes the hockey as far as I'm concerned. But uh, Well, here, you know, here's my advice. Sober, sober, give it another chance and watch the Rangers because the team that I watched in person last night, which obviously plays in your, uh, in your town, has phenomenal talent. Artemi Panarin's a special player. Those first two lines are fantastic. This Rangers team, I think next season is going to be really, really good. So my advice is sober, give hockey another chance, and watch the Rangers play. It is a compelling watch. How about that for you? I think that's a great plan. My only problem is I'm a you know I'm a cake eater, and so my problem is I'm an Anders Lee guy. You know, uh, nothing wrong with that Islander guy. That that's okay, that's fine. John. Yeah, that's fine, John. But I'm telling you, adopt the Rangers for your own sake. If you want to fall in love with this sport sober, which I, of course, uh, am all for you doing, the Rangers are your team. Anders Lee, God bless him. And the Islanders are really a nice team, too, although they got waxed by the Predators last night. All right, John? 
well, you know what? Next time you're in town to catch a game, we'll go, and then you can show me what hockey's like. That sounds that? awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, John. Talk to you Monday. Yep. 651-646-8255, reacting to, to the news that uh, Bruce Boudreaux, this guy, let's see what he had to say last night. An interesting comment, and actually this is going to end up being the last press conference that uh, Bruce holds as head coach of the Wild. Boods on uh, what he saw last night. Keep in mind, his team was up. 3-1 to one in the third period at home. They looked to be in great shape. The Rangers rallied to tie the uh, score and then won it in a shootout. And uh, here's what Bruce said, and this, I think, pertains largely to his second line, which was disappointing last night. We need 18 players and or 19 players, 18 players and a goalie to, to play great. And we didn't have all 18 players playing at their best today. And uh, uh, when we do that, we, you know, uh, we got good character and they work hard but uh things don't always go right if they're not at their best six five one six four six eight two five five coffee club open for business until noon hi greg how are you doing well little surprise at the timing of the firing but this uh attitude on the team i blame the team not the coach this goes back to the todd richards era it went through the whole mike yow era it went through the torch for the short time he was here you know you play really good four nothing one game and then you come out and think the next i mean this goes back years and years and yep, years so absolutely whoever the next coach is i hope they can figure out the cancer the attitude on this team and i guess if you're getting a new coach i don't know what ties uh, bill Guerin has to these but there's some big name coaches out there if you want a big name mike babcock lobby alette oh you're, Bio, you're not going back greg you're not going babcock now that that no, reputation no, that has been curious, sullied but yeah you're right Gerard out there yep yep so, exactly right name coaches so exactly Yep, take Thanks, care. Greg. Bye now. Bye bye. Six five one six four six eight two five five. In fact, uh, there have been a litany of coaches fired. Declan Goff during the course of this season, uh, Gerard Gallant was fired by Vegas, and he shouldn't have been. Nope. And that was absolutely shocking. My understanding is that there is a very good chance that Gerard Gallant is going to replace uh, Blashell in Detroit. Stevie Y runs the Red Wings now. And to go back to my days as a North Star fan, Iserman and Gallant were on the same line. And in Detroit, they're very good friends. So I think there is an excellent chance that Gerard Gallant's going to get the Red Wings job. But actually, after our break, we can go through it. There have been a lot of coaches fired. Boudreaux, if he wants, will resurface for sure somewhere. Uh, and, and in fact, if he had been fired by Paul Fenton during the course of the 2000, what would have been, 18-19 season, yep. the Buffalo Sabres were supposedly going to hire him quickly. His mom still lives in Toronto, and obviously in Buffalo, he would have been close to Toronto. So Boudreaux will get a job. Um, but again, I really want to hear what Billy Guerin, if he's going to be forthcoming about this, what the thinking of in the timing of this. Well, we do have a press conference coming up at about 11.45. Bill Guerin will address uh, some of those rumors. But, I mean, shocking. I, 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 I The timing of this couldn't be any more shocking. I, I know Boudreaux was on the hot seat last year of his contract, but I, I still am pretty floored that the Wild decided to pull the trigger um, at this timing of it, especially after the loss. And look, we have been pretty candid with Bill Guerin. I think you've given him the benefit of the doubt. He came on and talked about Jason Zucker just a couple days less on our hockey podcast. And I'm interested to hear what he says has to say, too, because I think Bruce Boudreaux, in my opinion, deserved a little better than getting fired on February 14th with 25 games or so left to play. Exactly right. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, come back with your phone call, 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255. And if you are saying... Judd, I can't call. I have an option for you because on Ventline, we want to hear from you, whether that is uh, via the Twitter, whether that is via the phone line, 651-646-8255, or it could be through our um, Score North mic drop app. 
All you have to do to do that is download the app, tap on Mic Drop in the menu, and then you can uh, leave us a message, which we can then play on the air. So if you find yourself in a position where you can't call between 11 and noon but would like to weigh in verbally, just download that app, tap on Mic Drop in the menu, and leave us the message, and we can play that to get your thoughts on this case in the Wilds' decision uh, to remove Bruce Boudreaux of his duties as Wild head coach Dean Evason, an assistant who came from uh, the Nashville Predators organization last year with Paul Fenton. He was coaching the Milwaukee Admirals. He will take over starting tomorrow night. So a new chapter, and I believe Bruce was coach number five for the Wild. Um, did a very nice job, I thought, but he is out. Score or download Declan Goff here taking you through Ventline on the heels of the Minnesota Wild firing head coach Bruce Boudreau. We'll get into more on that in just a minute here. But destination winner St. Paul featuring the Wells Fargo Winter Skate and the Securing Financial Super Slide is open now through February 22nd at CHS Field in St. Paul. The Wells Fargo Winter Skate opens daily at 11 a.m. The Securing Financial Super Slide is open Thursday through Sunday. For more info, visit scorenorth.com, keyword winter. And yes, the Minnesota Wild dropped a bomb on fans this morning. Bruce Boudreaux fired as Wild coach. Dean Evison will take over behind the bench. Minnesota uh, GM Bill Guerin had, had a statement out saying, you'd like to thank Bruce Boudreaux for his hard work and commitment to Minnesota during his tenure with the organization and wish him and his family the best in the future. We will be carrying a press conference at about 11.45 with uh, updates from Billy Guerin on the decision to fire Bruce Boudreaux, who was here for three-plus seasons. It went 158, 110, and 35 for a 579 win percentage. A couple playoff appearances mixed into there. Minnesota was never able to get past the first round, but with about 25, 30 games left to play, the Wild will have a new head coach in the interim, and that's Dean Evason. And, We'll see if he possibly uh, takes over the reins, and there's possible other candidates out there that could be the next head coach of the Wild. Now back to Ventline on Score North. Thank you, Declan Goff, TCL Broadcast Studios. As you just heard, Boudreaux fired Dean Evason in as the interim coach. He will not be the choice long-term. Louis Nanny brought up an interesting name that I've heard before, uh, and this guy coached the Islanders, Dougie Waite, a former uh, National Hockey League player. That's an interesting one to watch. Uh, but Bill Guerin definitely going to uh, bring in somebody that he is completely comfortable with. This is his first time being a GM. He was uh, the top lieutenant in Pittsburgh um, previously to this, and obviously made the deal with Pittsburgh on Monday. So uh, he will hire his own full-time head coach at some point in time here but uh, for now, Dean Evison's going to see this thing out for the remainder of the season. The Wild, as we've been talking about, only three points out of a playoff spot. 651-646-8255. Your thoughts on, uh, well, you can call in about Boudreaux. You can call in about what's absolutely, and it, it's interesting and compelling stuff for us, but what's been a crazy two weeks in Minnesota sports here, or three weeks with the Wolves blowing up their roster, uh, the Twins, obviously, with the bruised Gratterall trade, which was a big trade before the Red Sox contested that Gratterall hadn't uh, hadn't been up to snuff on his physical. And then, obviously, the Twins thought they had Kenta Maeda through Boston, and that fell apart, and uh, Gratterall goes to the Dodgers for Maeda. The Twins start spring training with Josh Donaldson, and now the Wild, I think the Wild, essentially saying, whoa, whoa hold on a second, guys, we got to do something, too. Uh, within the past week now have traded away a marquee player or one that a lot of people liked in Zucker and uh, fired a head coach who was brought in on a four-year contract and was in the final season of that contract. And remember, the interesting thing is Bruce was hired by Chuck Fletcher, and that was to get a team that Chuck hadn't been able to get over the top with um, Mike Yo. And so Bruce was hired as the veteran head coach who really was seen I believe, as the final piece to the puzzle for this franchise to have playoff success. Now, 
if you recall, the knock on Bruce immediately was, well, look at his Game 7 record. It's awful in Game 7. And yes, it, it had been. And in fact, he had been blown out uh, by the Anaheim Ducks because of the fact that he had lost a Game 7 right before he got hired by the Wild. But the feeling was that Parisi and Suter weren't getting younger, uh, Dubnik was well into his tenure here, and that Bruce would be sort of be the glue, the final piece to a team that could uh, make a playoff run. Bruce gets here in his first two years of that four-year contract. He makes the playoffs, and they get bounced in the first round each time. And it really, the seismic shift then came the second time they got bounced, because that was the series against the Jets where Suter was hurt. And they were eliminated in the first round by the Winnipeg Jets. And that's when Craig Leopold decided that this team needed some tweaks, but he fired GM Chuck Fletcher and hired Paul Fenton. And Paul Fenton, there's no question, won to fire Bruce a couple times during the course of last season. I think his goal was to promote Everson, who he had hired and brought uh, from Milwaukee. And Paul Fenton, as the assistant GM to David Poyle in Nashville, was the top GM. He was the GM of the Milwaukee team, so he and Dean knew each other well. He put Dean on Bruce's staff. Now, Dean and Bruce had gone back to, I believe, a crossover period with the Washington Capitals, but Bruce didn't hire Dean. And so we all thought throughout the course of last season, well, Bruce is basically um, coaching with the guy who's going to succeed him in Everson. Leopold once or twice threw up a roadblock and didn't allow uh, Paul Fenton to fire Bruce because he had had a year left on his contract. And if I'm I'm not mistaken, too, he has a couple of years as a consultant as well after this year with the Wild, which obviously doesn't mean much. And so Bruce uh, fired today. You thought he might have been fired by Garen after the one and six start. There were definitely times during the season where the team slumped. I didn't see last night's game as a slump in any way, shape, or form. It was a marvelous hockey game. The Rangers are a damn good hockey team. The Wild looked tired in the third period. But let's be honest, too. You know, guys like Eric Stahl have been scuffling of late. Mets Zuccarello, who was signed to a four-year contract by Paul Fenton, which is going to end up being a terrible contract, Zuccarello played his former team last night and disappeared. That's not Bruce's fault. And so, again, this comes back to not the fact that Bruce was fired. It comes back to timing. But the amazing thing here to me, and I love I love this sport. I love the National Hockey League. I love going to games. I love watching it. But when you break it down, the incredible thing about this league is the um, is the insecurity, not security, of being a head coach. I just looked this up. There are 31 teams in this league, eight in three divisions and seven, I believe, in the National Hockey League Central Division. Since the offseason of 2018-19 to 2019-20, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about months ago, not years ago. We're talking about months ago, since the offseason that led into the current year or season that we are going through. 31 teams, right? 16 coaching changes. Today was coaching change 16. During the offseason, the Ducks, the Sabres, the Oilers, the Panthers. I actually have to scroll down here. The Panthers, the Kings, the Senators, the Flyers, and the Blues all had coaching changes. Now, the Blues, for instance, dates back to Mike Yo being fired and Craig Berube being named interim coach last season. And then Berube, um, obviously, taking the Blues to a Stanley Cup championship and getting the job full-time. But those are your eight coaching changes that were made during the course of the offseason. Now we get to in-season, okay, where you figure, in fact, I want to say it was two years ago that we had no coaching changes made. Zero made, and which was off the charts, but you always expect two or three. This year, it's been eight. Starting with Toronto when they fired Mike Babcock and hired Sheldon Keefe. 
Um, the Calgary Flames fired Bill Peters, not for coaching purposes, but because of things that turned out he did off the ice in uh, basically using some language that you never, ever should use and his behavior. And Jeff Ward got the interim job there. Uh, the New Jersey Devils fired their coach, interim coach. The Dallas Stars, Jim Montgomery was their coach, had off-ice issues as well. So he was fired. They've got an interim coach in Rick Bonus. I can keep going. The San Jose Sharks fired Peter DeBoer, Bob Bugner, interim coach. The Nashville Predators fired Peter Laviolette, John Hines, who, by the way, had been fired by the Devils only weeks before. He's their coach. Whew. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights go from Gerard Gallant to Peter DeBoer, who I just said had been fired by Nat by uh, San Jose. So you have two teams being coached by guys who started behind the bench in 2018-19 or 19-20 with a different head coach. And finally today, coaching change number eight, Boudreaux out, Dean Evison in, 651-646-8255. Brother Liam. Brother Liam. You held on this time, Liam. What's going on? I, I held on. I held on. Not only Judd and Declan, I suppose, did I have to sit in a dentist chair for the past two hours. I had to sit in that chair knowing that Boudreaux got fired for God knows what reason. Okay. I can't, can't quite understand why you would cut a coach loose who is literally dragging along a bunch of third-line players to four points out of a playoff spot when you've got Declan Goff in net. Like, I, I, I'm baffled by it. Like, if, you're, if your goal, let's say your goal, right, is to, okay, maybe miss the playoffs this year and then, and then compete next year, Okay. Why wouldn't you want a coach who you know could win with the JV squad at Bloomington Jefferson? Then, and and instead of instead of cutting them now, when you're going to get Corral back next year, or you're going to get Kaprizov next year, you're going to have cap space because you're not going to bring Koivu back as much as I would like that. I could go on forever there, but I I don't understand why you do it now. You, you're seven three and one. Okay, let's wipe out the shootout loss last night because that's you know, a problem in itself. But you're 7-3 in your past 10 games. With Eric Stahl, by the way, showing up for, like, four shifts a game, really, and still not producing. I mean, I can't remember the last time he scored a goal. And you're still winning games. Why would you – tell me Tell me why you'd fire him. And if it's because you want to lose out, why didn't you just do it? Why, why didn't you pull the plug and sell earlier? I don't understand it. Liam, I have absolutely no clue. I can't begin why you do it now. I have I can't answer that question. It doesn't I don't make know. Any sense to me. It, it doesn't make any sense to me because Dean Evison is, is is Fenton's guy, right? And I'm not and yep. I'm not trying to say he's not qualified, but that's why he got brought in. He yep. got brought in because as we've known, Fenton tried to fire Bruce two times last year. Mm-hmm. Two times in replacement Evison. Now, why would you fire him now after a seven and three run? And a game where the first game after the Zucker trade, you beat a pretty good Vegas Knights team. Maybe not performing up to the standards that they were a year ago, but, but a fairly good team. And then last night, yes, you blow a two-goal lead, but I don't know how that's on Boudreaux. I mean, you have a goaltender who's five foot four trying to stop a cross-ice shot. And the right. and the Ra- the Rangers flat out Liam are more talented than you too. I mean, if you watched, that was a fun oh. game last night. Oh, but yeah, this Rangers team, Artemi Panarin, Panarin yeah, Chris Kreider is a great. Pu- Chris Kreider is everything I hope Charlie Coyle could ever could ever be. Don't make me sad. 
No, I'm going to make getting, you sad. Now, now I'm getting sad I'm when you say you that. I'm going to make you sadder because you want to know what's going to happen? What? You want to know what's going to happen is now they're going to bring in a coach next season. Yep. And then that coach, you're going to have to learn a new system. Yep. You're going to have more growing pains. You're, 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 not gonna, you're, you're, a step, you're a step further back from where you were yesterday. At least, at least going into next season, you had Kaprasov. You had Kaprasov coming back and cap space. You could have made a trade. I, I, I would be willing to listen for a Dumbra or Brodeen for a Marty Natchez from Carolina with, with other pieces added. I'd rather not deal Brodeen just because I watch, after watching his skating last night, Ooh. it makes me think my men's league team skates through cement. Ooh. But I, I, I just don't get it. You're a further step behind. Listen, I'm, I'm just glad I hung on this time, Judd. I, I don't know how you put up with that Declan guy, but I'm glad I hung on. Brother up. Liam, call back again, okay? I will. Thanks. Talk to you. Yeah, that's my own flesh, blood, bone, and he, kin right He's a good caller. He was a good caller. He's a very, no, he's a very good caller. Yeah. Yeah, he, he claims I live his dream life, but um, I, I couldn't live his life for, for five seconds. So I love his calls. Um, but he does bring up a good point of the goaltenders, unfortunately, being the scapegoat for a lot of these head coaches. Look at all the, I know you went through the list of coaches that uh, had been fired this year, which is almost, basically is half the league. But San Jose, 29th in save percentage. New Jersey, 28th. Nashville, 27th. Minnesota, 25th. <laughs> Vegas, 24th. Toronto, 23rd. Dallas second, and that was more not really a goaltending issue there in Dallas. Calgary eleventh. I mean, a lot of these guys unfortunately go by their uh, go by their coach. All right, and uh, quickly before we take a break here, and we're gonna carry the wild press conference. It's supposed to start uh, at eleven forty five or so. I'm sure it'll be late to answer brother Liam's question. Eric Stahl two assists minus two in the past six games, pretty much non existent. Matt Zuccarello, by the way, hasn't had a point in five games, and last night played his former team and was non existent. So we'll take a break. Correct, Declan. We'll come back and carry the Bill Guerin press conference where he discusses the firing of the score North at. And a busy day on Ventline as the um, Wild has fired Bruce Boudreaux as their coach. Is the press conference started, Dex? Yes, it has. All right, let's we'll go, go to Bill Guerin right now. We wish, we wish him uh, well in the future. Um, like I said, it was a tough decision, but one that I felt at this point in time was one that needed to be made. Um, Dean Evison will be the uh, interim head coach for the remainder of the season, and at the conclusion of the season, we will conduct a, uh, a full search for uh, a new head coach. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure the question will come up. Uh, Dean, Dean's name will be in there. Um, but we are going to do a, a full search of, uh, of uh, people that we find uh, can handle this job. You said it was a decision you felt should be made. What led you to make that final call and, and move forward away from Bruce? Um, you know, it's it, in a decision like this, it's never just one thing. Um, so I just felt like uh, the timing was right. I know, hey, listen, you're, you're never going to make everybody happy. Or people are always going to question you. But um, I just feel like this time, the timing is, is right to do it now. And uh, that's just the way I felt. If you guys win last night, do you still make this move today? Um, you know what? That's a good question. It's always kind of uh, one of those things that uh, that you think about. But we didn't win last night, so uh, you know, like I said, it's never just one 
it's not just one win. It's not one loss. It's not it's not one week. It's a series of things. And um, even though Bruce and I have had uh, a great relationship, um, I really enjoyed working with him. I learned a lot from him. Uh, I, I think he liked working with me. Uh, the most important thing is um, that the players are going into this stretch run on a high, and I feel I felt like they just needed a different voice right now. How, how, what haven't you been happy about right now with the team that could maybe be better during this stretch drive? Um, you know what, some of the inconsistencies. Uh, you know, we've we've shown. That we can be uh, that we can beat the best teams in the league or the so-called best teams in the league, and um, I, I think in some of the tighter game situations, uh, you know, the, we we could be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like I said, not not one thing, but um, you know, last night was a game we should have won. Well, you talk about going in on a high. Sometimes when you make this change, it can hurt the players' mentality? Are there players that you talk to that you sense that if I make this change, it will give them the push? Well, if players are hurt by this, then maybe they're not the players that we should have here. This is the business that we're in. It's unfortunate. It's a. It's always a sad time when you do this, but this is the business. And just like I said the other day with the Jason Zucker trade, um, this is something where I fully expect our players to show up at game time tomorrow and be ready to go. Bill, the team had been kind of on a run, obviously, to get back in the thick of this race, 7-3-1. I guess why then what you said the timing was right since it had been kind of going on the upswing. Why did you still think the timing felt right since it hasn't been working lately for the team to get back in? Yeah, I mean, there. hey, listen, I'm not going to uh, – the, the record last time has, has been pretty good. Um, there are just some things that, that I feel need to be better. And, um, you know, I feel Dean is a guy that uh, – that, that uh, has a good grasp on that, and he's going to be able to execute it. And you know what? I, I like I said, I feel like the guys need a different voice right now moving forward. Was Bruce surprised, and what was the conversation like? I'm not going to comment on that. Playoffs then are still obviously the goal. Absolutely, change that. No, absolutely. This we we are pushing through, and this you know what I expect. Like I said before, I expect this team to compete for a playoff spot, and. You know, I, I think some maybe some adjustments or a different voice that Dean will bring uh, will will help the guys. And uh, hey, let, let's let's be clear here too. Uh, there's a there's a lot of responsibility on all of our part. Management, players, coaches. Players have to be better. The players have to be better. Coming down the stretch in last night's game and in games like it in the past, we have to be better. We have to be able to win that game. So. This is what we talk about when there's, there has to be accountability. And people are going to be held accountable here. And the players are absolutely included in that, first and foremost. So, you know, so uh, how, much, how much you need the top two lines in a game like last night to, to be better? Because they, they really you know, were sort of invisible. Yeah, they didn't have a good night last mm-hmm. night. And we need them. And the veteran players know that. They've been there before. We need them to lead the way. We need them to guide the younger players, and, uh, and and do the right thing. It's 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 all about winning games right now. It's not about how many goals and assists you have or what you did last game. It's about winning the game tonight, and uh, that's what we're going to do. If, if uh, somebody's unhappy with their ice time or lack of production, that that's too bad. 
Um, the coaches are going to do what they need to do to win the game at hand. And you know what? Then the next day is a new day. We don't have we don't have time to to to, to worry about uh, you know personal feelings and things like that. We got to move on and win games. Was last night one of the more frustrating? you have a message to them as one of the players to do address I, them I address them quickly um, you know like I said this these days are unfortunate this is not a fun day um, but just to let them know what's expected of them and give them some clarity on the situation and that we have a game tomorrow and like I said they're expected to be there at game time and, and show up and we're, we're you know I expect them to make a uh, a push for the playoffs. Granted uh, that you, uh, you know, obviously you want to make the playoffs here for the next uh, six, eight weeks, but uh, what will you be looking for in a new head coach this summer? You know what? I mean, that's a good question, Mike, but uh, I mean, I, I have a feeling what I, what I want. I just, I need to get my thoughts together before I answer that question. And I just don't want to spit out a bunch of, you know, nonsense at you right now, right. but, um, all the things that I expect from my players, we expect in the head coach and uh, in accountability and drive and passion, uh, character, compete, all those things. Um, but uh, like I said, we'll, we'll have a long list of, of, uh, of candidates that we go through, and uh, but that'll happen uh, at the end of the season. Given the pool of unemployed coaches, I mean, did that help in the decision, knowing that there are quite no. a few? No, not at all. No. Okay. But was there a situation last night where Dean might be a better guy to motivate a team that lost a 3-1 lead? It's kind of the manner in which they lost, not only the loss. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, Dean's got a lot of uh, head coaching experience. Um, you know, from his time in the American League, he's been an assistant coach in the NHL for a long time. He played in the NHL for a long time, so this is not new to him. And I know Dean has his own thoughts and beliefs, and and uh, what he believes is, is you know, going to give us success and um, you know I, I have full confidence in him and uh, you know I the one thing I really do like about Dean is his passion and his fire for the game and I, I I'm hoping that that translates uh, to the players and um, you know I think these guys really like Dean a lot and uh, you know he, he, he goes at the game uh, just kind of like he played and uh, that's aggressive and with a lot of passion and emotion. So I have confidence in him. That was uh, Bill Guerin press conference. Thank you to our friend uh, Jesse Pierce for the uh, audio there. 25 games left. Bill Guerin sounding very much like a man who was disturbed by the 4-3 shootout loss by the Wild last night, which comes as a little bit of a surprise to me, but uh, he definitely did not get the best effort. Those top two lines were not great. Is that a Boudreau problem? Is that a Stahl problem? Is that a Zuccarello problem, which by extension is a Paul Fenton problem? A lot to sort out here, a lot to talk about. Um, and the fact is, whether you like it or not, Bruce Boudreaux has been fired as the wild coach. Dean Everson behind the bench tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon against San Jose. That's it for us on Ventline. Appreciate all of the calls. Score North Live with Rami stepping in studio is up next, and we will continue to tackle the subject of the day, a wild coaching change. Talk to you on Monday.